3: Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs, where we are discussing Spurs recording their biggest ever win so far in the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, following the 5-0 victory against Burnley in the Premier League, which now leaves Jose Munoz Spurs, just six points off the Champions League places, following Chelsea's defeat on Saturday. Delighted to have back alongside me on this show, Lee McQueen. Joining myself and Lee, we're pleased to be welcoming two returning guests to the last one on Spurs, in firstly, Abby Summers, and joining myself, Abby and Lee, we're pleased to also welcome back to the show, George Achillia, where we'll be looking back on that win against Burnley, and looking ahead to, by minute to come, back in the Champions League. First time here to Son, Kane, good area
0: for Spurs, and came a to break shoot, wow, what a goal, Harry Kane, that is exceptional. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Spurs lead the game early, thanks to some magic from the captain. He's been caught out by Son, who's in behind him. Son has options left and right, but he'll go in alone. And it's a good save by Pope. Will it end up in the net? Yes, it will. Lucas Moura has stabbed it in. Eight and a half minutes of blistering football from Spurs and they are in control. Lucas Moura was the man to stab it into the net beyond doubt. It's General Terry in the Burnley back line when Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Min Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. A standing ovation in North London for a Min Son special off by Dyke. Deli Allen springs away from Lowton. Kane, referee's playing the advantage here. Kane still going. That's ex- brilliant goal from Kane. Right into the roof of the net. And Burnley are made to pay for a mistake inside their own half. Harry Kane second, Spurs fourth. Being allowed to charge through, to he lay it off? Kane, back to Suzoko again. Still running Suzoko!
3: He's done it again for Spurs. Moussa Sissoko, who got the winner in the last home game. Lee, a first clean sheet under Jose Muno. A goal of the season contender from Heung-Min Son. A hurricane double. Moussa Sissoko scoring again. Two assists for Deli Ali, A Lucas Moura goal. So much for Spurs to enjoy. And what a change from the mood. A month or so ago, Lee, around that stadium.
4: What he's done in the last couple of weeks or so since he's been there, um, or what the players have responded, new manager bounce, uh, whatever it might be. But, you know, I know uh, being down the ground a couple of times, um, you know, uh, since, since he's taken over and there's a bounce about us again. I think the most pleasing thing about um, the performance yesterday was the clean sheet and I know it sounds a bit stupid, but you know, when when there was a bit of a fear, let's all be honest about it, there's a bit of a fear that Jose was gonna come in and park all these proverbial buses and whatnot. And and it's been completely opposite to that. So I'm really happy that we got a clean sheet. And I mean Kane's two finishes, oh my word, but wow, son, wow. I mean <laughs> I it, it chewed your breath away, didn't it, Rick?
3: Oh, it was amazing. I mean, one of the best goals I've definitely seen in that stadium. To be there live, to watch it, was just a pleasure. And you mentioned earlier about the concern about Mourinho, apparently defensive Mourinho. Well, games played five, goals scored 16. It's been far from the concerning Jose Mourinho that some were worried about, maybe at Manchester United and his past of playing defensive. It's been some wonderful football on show. And Abbey, you know, it was breathtaking at times and Burnley can only cling on for dear life as Spurs absolutely torn to shreds time and time again. This was Tottenham Hotspur at their very best, aggressive in their pressing and ferociously fast in their counter-attacking football
5: absolutely i mean it's been so long since i've seen us play a full 90 minutes really really well like defensively we've been so hit and miss lately we've always even in the last couple of games where we've literally killed the game off when you're 3-0 no up and you think that's enough and the last 20 minutes still letting two goals in. It's just unacceptable for me personally. But to yesterday was so good and it was so refreshing to go there, you know, start the game strong. We've been coming out really, really slowly and not, not just under Jose, but also under Poch. I felt like we've done that most of this season, to be fair. So that we started strong, we went on and we didn't just sit at 3-0. We continued to push and attack the game and kill the game off. And for me, we were perfect yesterday, front to back, we really we, we we kept Burnley quiet, and we always actually have struggled in the past with Burnley. So the fact that we managed to do that, keep Chris Wood and Rodriguez quiet up front, attacking everything, really using the width of the pitch, and they're such a physical team, and we didn't even feel the effects of it. So I was really really happy to see that. And um, like you said before, with Jose coming in, you don't expect to see such attacking football, but I think that he's kind of caught on to the fact that defensively, in the last kind of year or so, we haven't been that great. So if he's going with the idea that we'll outscore you, I mean, I'm all for it because goals like that, that even like, I think we said earlier that Son's goal was so good. Mm. Amazing. Amazing to watch. It was similar to the one with Chelsea last year, but this one was even better, but so good. And the fact that Harry scored two unbelievable goals yesterday, the finish on them was outstanding. And no one even really spoke about that. But if, you know, if we can keep doing that, it just, it's even better for us. And plus, Come to the end of the season, the goal difference always sometimes comes into it. So that's even better for us if we can keep scoring. 16 in however many games you said is unbelievable.
3: Yeah, I think that's a really big important fact that you make there the goal difference. Spurs need to definitely look at that and try and up that. And that's definitely what we did against Burnley. And question for you, Abs. Rick Begley says, What did you enjoy most, the attack or the clean sheet?
5: Oh, I mean, I, I the attack, because. Uh, I, I love watching us go forward, how we used to go forward, and really, I have to say, the best thing since Pochas, uh, sorry, since since we're Joseph's come in, we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that on the show. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do that loads. Since um, since Joseph's come in, is Delhi Alley just seeing him you know, link with Kane how he used to and look for the pass. And yesterday actually I thought he was a little bit quiet, but he wasn't in theory. Just the goal he scored the other day was fantastic. And the clean sheet was so, so important yesterday to get that for us because I think we hadn't had one since against Huddersfield, which was back in March or April. So it was so important. I really enjoyed seeing that but for me going forward and just seeing us score that's, that's what I love to see that's what it's all about
3: Oh indeed Brock at Stunning Spurs says exactly the response we wanted after such a poor performance midweek against Manchester United high pressing high tempo and ruthless finishing really excited to see appearances for Skip Parrot, and Seton Young it was nice knowing you all because the world is ending Sissoko has scored twice in seven days and George Achillia was there to see both of those games and George the great thing about the beginning of our season is that we've already got City Arsenal, Leicester, Liverpool, and United away from home, all out of the way. A favourable second half of the season fixture list for us. Sure up our defence, and we'll be flying, won't we?
6: Yeah, I think so. I think that's the main kind of a, the main target for January for us is just sorting out the defence. A lot of links with Kalobali, who's a stunning, like an unbelievable defender who's done so well for Napoli the past couple of years. If we can bring someone like him in, which it would be a statement signing, and actually sort out the defence over time. Uh, given the Marino the time, I think we can go back and get that Champions League spot.
3: Outstanding performance and that reaction, what we saw from Wednesday night the high tempo pressing start with a ruthlessness in front of goal, a much needed clean sheet, too. It was pretty much a perfect performance, wasn't it, against Burnley for you? What's great about it is you actually
6: go into the game and enjoying it, for, <laughs> which we was, <laughs> haven't done much this season, to be fair. Um, no, it's it true. was unbelievable seeing all these players scoring amazing, like, a great, like you said earlier, great goals. Like This is just something what you want to go see at the Spurs stadium. So I'm, I'm very happy we came out attacking and what a result.
3: For someone that goes home and away jewels like you every single week, the mood, mm. how much has it changed around the football club for you? Uh, Massively since Mourinho has
6: come in. I feel like it, it, I noticed it a lot with the fans I'm speaking to around at games that towards the end of Poch's uh, time at Spurs... I just felt like no one was like could be bothered to go to games anymore. No one could be bothered to go to the away games. No one really wanted to go home because you just felt like you were going to get a defeat or just an unsatisfactory result. So now I'm enjoying going to the game and I want to be there every week. And I think a lot of fans are the same. So I think it's, the mood has definitely changed for the better.
3: Yeah, we're entering December now. Well, I say we're entering. We are already in December. The games have come thick and fast. A lot, I suppose, over Christmas. So hopefully lots of wins to speak about. Lee, the team was ahead of the game. Was one change for Spurs: Eric Dyer replacing Harry Winks. But Troy Parrott, Oliver Skip, and Ryan Session were all on the bench. Tungian Ndombele and Harry Kane missed out with groin and ankle injuries, respectively. But when you saw the team, Lee, was you happy with that?
4: I was, ha- I was happy. Uh, uh, look, I, I'm I'm a Dyer. I I'm a dire fan, right? I'm not going to say that I'm not because I've said it before, and and. And he struggled. He's de- been decimated over the last twelve months with injury and illness. Um, and I think I think we forget. We might have said this on the show before, Rick, to be fair, but you know, we we forget as fans how. Tough sometimes it is to come back from injury. Um, you know, you lose a bit of confidence as well. Look, look at Deli Ali. Abby just mentioned Deli Ali's been a revelation, but he's now got the confidence back in his hamstring and all of these sorts of things. You know, he he had a bad injury in in January against Fulham, uh, and it's taken this long to get back. So I'm really pleased that he's playing dire because. It, the only way that he's going to get better is to have games, and you know, and and these are the games that Jose's deciding to put him in, and and you know, I think that's really good. I think he did struggle uh, in in a couple of bits and bobs, and I do think that Burnley did help us by having a storming game. Don't get me wrong; it's not as if um, they were they were fantastic at all. Uh, you know, some of the times where um, you know we could just put, pull through them or push through their uh, through their midfield was uh, was was actually. Quite easy, but having said, I'm not taking anything away from lads. But I, I'm I'm pleased with Dyer starting. Um, look, you know where I stand on the on the contract rebels. Um, I know that the, the, the clean sheet is pleasing. Um, there's a statistic that I've, I've thrown out on Love Sport Radio so many times, Rick, about um, Maurizio Portino changing around the defence. Um, you know, over the last two and a half seasons, I think this is the first time in nearly three seasons that we've had the same back four stroke five for three games on the trot. I mean, that's ridiculous. If you think, if you think about that, that's st- that statistic. So I'm pleased that we're getting that stability, but these contracts need to be sorted out. You know, where my head's at on that side of things. But other than that, I mean, and the guys at Abby and George have already touched upon it, the front, the front four, they look, they look amazing. I mean, I think, you know, Delhi, I thought Delhi was a bit quiet yesterday, but he, he got an assist and he, oh, and he, of he, he still went. He got a yeah, yeah. Exactly. But because he's, he's been brilliant in terms of scoring, because he didn't score yesterday, we think he's had a quiet game. I mean, you know, that's, it's been fantastic. So. I can't really grumble from that side of things, and, and like you just said before with, with, with George, you know, onwards and upwards. You know, the, the the fixtures and so on and so forth. The Premier League is ridiculous. It's so difficult. Anyone can beat anyone. You know, it's like a, sitting there, um you know, watching TV in the background earlier, and you know, Wolves are one up, and you're thinking, oh, here we go. You know, Wolves are going to walk the floor of Brighton, and then boom, boom, two two one Brighton. All of a sudden, you think. Where's that come from? That you know, the league's like that, so it's very, very difficult to predict. All we can do is uh, is keep doing what we're doing, keeping them clean sheets and scoring goals, and if we do that, we'll be there or thereabouts.
3: Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned Dyer, we had a couple of questions in on him. So, Abby, one in here from Jay Spurs at Jay Spurs Free, who says, Do we underestimate how important Eric Dyer could be for our team this season? What do you think of that one?
5: I'm with Lee on the fact that I I actually don't, I don't dislike Eric Dyer. I think that last season at White Hart Lane, uh, when he played in that role, which was so important for us in front of Jan and Toby, he did an unbelievable job. Um, Obviously, he has had so many injuries and he isn't really, I I, I don't want to say he's rusty because I don't know if he is rusty, if it's just a toll of injuries or not, but he's such a Mourinho player that I think that we're kind of resigned to the fact that we will be seeing a lot more of him anyway. So he could be very important. Um, He does have a mistake in him that I feel, um, but whether or not that is just because he needs to get game time and warm up in the situation or not. But he could prove good for us in the way that it would be like having a new signing in a sense, because he pretty much hardly played for the whole of last season anyway. So you could look mm, at it from that yeah, perspective. He could, you, you, only time will tell, really, how, how much of a toll those injuries have taken on him. But he, uh, he's going to be around. He's going to be in the team more likely than not with Mourinho. He's exactly what he looks for. So I think that we just have to wait and see how he progresses under him, really. Just similarly enough with everyone else, how the back four develop under him. I mean, it, it seems to me that Danny Rose isn't really going to get much of a look-in and that if Ben Davis was fit, Um, And it's it's a bit unfortunate for him because I feel like he keeps picking up these injuries as well um, at times when he might actually get a bit of a run. So I think that we'll see people that maybe, and and similar with Ericsson as well, maybe because of the contract thing, as they keep saying, but people that necessarily wouldn't have been as involved under Poch will now be much more involved under Jose.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. Definitely a possibility there. And uh, George, i bring you in on the subject of Eric Question Questioning also here from Peta Alkamov, who says, is Skip a possible backup or even an upgrade to Dyer? Give us your thoughts on that. And just also long-term, George, do you think Eric Dyer is he good enough to get into a Jose Mourinho Tottenham side that are looking maybe next season to really kind of challenge for the Premier League and all the cup competitions?
6: That first bit on Skip, I don't think we've quite seen enough of him yet to see whether he's going to be a future of Spurs because it, he just clearly hasn't had enough game time in the first team to, to prove that he hasn't had the same game time that Winks has, for example. Um, but I, I think going on to Eric Dyer, I think if, like Abby was saying earlier, if he can get back to what he was playing, what was it, 2015-16 season or 16-17 season, um, he was a great solid defensive midfielder. And if he can get back to that form, um, bear in mind, he's not exactly old. He can still, he, de- he definitely has time to get back, back to that, given his injury. Um, if he can get that kind of form back and performance and just kind of create a lot more solidity it, with our defense because that is when we had our best defense was when it, either him when Yama or then were in front of them in front of Toby and Yan and like we hardly conceded that season, so I think he definitely has he definitely has the ability to get back to it. And I agree. I think he does seem like a Mourinho type player. I mean, he wanted them at Man United. I'm pretty pretty certain, but uh, he did. He loves getting match yeah, match right. instead. So I think yeah. I think you. I it think
4: like it's a match in it, George. Yeah, exactly. So you know what I mean? if, we've know, already got the one <laughs> transfer window coming up. Wick, I'm sure you're all over this, don't worry. In, you know I've, I've seen
3: him for Laney, Link, today. <laughs> How much does that worry you? Oh,
4: oh no, what I'm saying <laughs> later, don't, don't go on, on the uh, diary. When he had a couple of seasons, 16, 17 season, as you guys have just said, we had the best defensive record in the Premier League. We only conceded 26 goals that seat, uh, 24 goals that season. Uh, we had the best goal difference, and so on and so forth. And basically, the way Potts used to set up, we'd have the, the two fullbacks obviously bombing on as we all know, and then and then we have Yan and, and Toby as the centre backs, but Bayer, because of his defensive abilities and, and actually being almost a centre-back himself if, if you know when he comes to the club it's it's sit back in and almost make that a three you'd have that protection to come back as a three. if you look at what Jose's doing now it looks a bit lopsided but there's method to his madness because actually what he's doing is he's going like well, okay oh right, you bomb on right as our as, as our, uh, our right wing or as our right back if you like you know to get forward but actually he's playing with three centre-backs because Jan's plan as a left back at the minute, and then and then he's just coming around. So when all that goes on, we still we're still playing with that free. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I, so, so I think that's maybe where we're getting a bit more uh, solidity. But I think the key factor for me, and, and this is going to sound stupid, but I'm not. I'm, you know, I'm not. It, it is what it is. When we signed dumbele having seen all of his videos and all that sort of stuff, and get, you know, proper statement signed, I actually thought he was going to be coming in and playing more of a defensive midfield role, and 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 actually he's not. As we know that he's not a kind of defensive midfielder. So that's a bit naive maybe for my point. But I still think that's the area that we we, we still need a bit to to, to address because of everything you've just explained. So so that's why I do think that he is a merino type player. And if you can get him fit and playing in that way, I think he's a, I think he's. One of the first or second names on a team sheet. When I think we were our best, we
6: had Dembele as effectively what Dembele is now, is that kind of strong but creative central midfielder. Yeah. And you had the likes of either Wanyama or Dyer next to him as the solid DM. And I think if we mm. can get back to that, where it'd be in with either Dyer or whether we go out there and get a, a, a better defensive midfielder, I think that's that we can start keeping a lot more clean sheets and being a lot more better defensively if we can do that.
3: I think that's the key, isn't it? I think like you said there, but George, I'm going to stick with you to start the goal glut off. Harry Kane opening the score after just four minutes. He was given far too much space and sent a dipping shot, rocketing past Pope. And it's like say, lovely finish. Do you feel a bit sorry for Kane? Because both his goals were really amazing, but Son's going to rightly steal the headlines, isn't he? Yeah, no, he definitely is. No,
6: I, do, I do feel sorry for him, but no, they were a couple of stunning goals. And it's just like when we were talking about Man United the game earlier, that's one thing he nor the rest of the team did was just shoot. When they had the space, I was—I remember getting so frustrated with Son when he when he had all the space and didn't shoot in the box. And then Kane goes and tries with one of the first shots from twenty-five yards out, and it and it goes in and just proves how good he is. And I'd like to see him just do that every single game, every week.
3: Yeah, I agree. Abby, does he look like a different animal to you, Harry Kane under maybe Mourinho? He's turned into kind of Diego Costa type figure, hasn't
5: he? Yeah, he looks a bit hungrier. I mean, that last game. Um against Sheffield he literally was so static he just stuck stuck himself in between the two centre-backs and he was not moving and that's so unlike Harry he's one of those strikers that you love that drops deep he plays some of the most unbelievable passes that I wish people would play for him sometimes he just he's got such an amazing eye for a pass not just on goal as well and since has come in I think he's had like a little bit of a rebirth as well the fact that he you can see he's chasing everything I mean he's putting tackles in at at times and things like that and um, I think he hadn't done that for quite Quite a long time so I mean like, you, you love to see things like that just like we said earlier about, about Delhi um, and knowing full well what Denny's capable of and what Son's capable of and what Harry's capable of. We've all seen it a million times. So it's it's a good thing to feel that they've got a little bit of fire back in them. And obviously that result against United, where uh, we were just so poor the other night in, in every aspect, um, that, that obviously gave them a little bit of hunger and desire to make sure that we put on a performance yesterday, especially at home, because these are the games that really we should not be dropping points at home. We've already dropped quite a few this season. So to make sure that we're actually getting those results in in, especially going into the second half of the season, when we've got a lot of the actual bigger games, like against the top six, all at home, which are, which is really important for us. We need to make sure that the new White Hart Lane, whatever we're going to call it, really does feel like home, not just a new stadium.
4: Yeah, I think that's a massive point. And you know, uh, you know, when you look at Jose's home records, when he when he was at Chelsea the first time out, I think uh, you know Liverpool might might well go and beat this uh, run there at the moment. But I think he went seventy seven games unbeaten at home. Mm. Um, which is still a Premier League record. I mean, that is incredible. I mean, talk about Stamford Bridge Fortress, Stamford Bridge, you know, uh, you know that's what we want at, at, at White Hart Lane. Um, White we White did Hart have Lane.
5: that. We had that. The, in the last season at White did. Hart Lane, we were unbelievable. And Congrats. do you know what? I honestly believe that if we would have had one more season at that before we went to Wembley, we would we would, a I, I, 100% I believe we would have won something. Some I agree three. as well. Yeah, and it's
2: just—it's
5: yeah. a shame because that that team deserved to win something, and Poch deserved to win something with that team. And I just think that the timing wasn't—I don't think we had timing on our side in that sense but we we had an unbelievable home record I think we only was it I don't even think we lost drew that twice, season did we, we yeah, drew we, twice it yeah. Un,
4: yeah it was un, unbeaten I only, drew, uh, only drew two games in, yeah in the
5: rest. so we've got to really try and rebuild whatever squad is there come next season or the season after once all the contract stuff is dealt with yeah. you know we, we've got to kick on and make sure that whatever state that whatever we're calling our stadium that is our home and it doesn't feel like you're just going to like think, some soulless bowl that people think that you're going to I think I
4: think that's very interesting actually because You know, it has been a little bit of, uh, I don't want to use a word, maybe Rick transition or whatever, but it has kind of been that, like, people are coming, the away fans are coming, and it's almost had that same effect as, like, Wembley. Oh, Mm -hmm. we're all getting to play at Wembley. That's right. we're, We're all getting to play at the, you know, the, Best stadium in the world, and the, the away fans are coming. And you know, I switched my ticket up for the Olympiakos game, so I weren't sitting in the wall. I was sitting in the, in the opposite end, and uh, the ticket I got was was over the, the the away fans. And my God, did they make some noise! And they were like, you know, up it oh, best stadium in the world. And it's like it almost gives them a boost. And you're thinking, come on, Spurs, you know, maybe we need to get a boost. And I think Jose will make that happen. I think the fans the bounce. The reason why Harry scored two brilliant goals, by the way, is because he had a haircut. I you, <laughs> <mate. Yeah. laughs> haircuts, How long have you been demanding <laughs> that haircut for Lee? Every <laughs> time in our WhatsApp mate. group, what?
3: you've been sad about his haircut.
4: If Poch, if Poch had a haircut, he wouldn't have got five. I'm, oh, I don't know, about that, Lee. I'm oh, not sure, mate. No, but the, the, point, the point I'm making, like without with the fun bit, is you know people are they're feeling fresh, they've got smiles on their faces, they're puffing out their chest, they're enjoying their football again. It's so basic stuff, but it's absolutely true. You walk into any walk of life, if you're negative, if you're downbeat, if you're um, you know if you're if you think you're going to lose, guess what's going to happen? You're going to lose, and that's the reality. You know the new, new manager bounces in. I don't know what happened at uh, 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 the Man United game. We, di- we didn't turn up, but the reality is, if we can get this momentum going, he hasn't lost at all we should, uh, uh, um, at home uh, since uh, since he's come in, and, and long may that may continue. He, maybe he needs to get a haircut.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I do think the stadium atmosphere was like heading heading. The way you were saying before, when 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 Poch was was at the start of the season, it was, like just, it, was. The, it was so yeah, hard, wasn't
4: it? George, it was terrible. It was a bit game. to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't it? The Newcastle game, wasn't it, guys? I mean, come on, the Newcastle. Mm game, we're in the wall, this is like we're in yeah. August, yeah, this is the first home game was it the first home Second, game? I second, sure. I think second, second had Villa, second didn't yeah, Villa it. yeah, second home game, I'm thinking this is going to be banging Stoke's just done that amazing thing that he did, you know, in the cricket before and it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah. buzzing oh, cool. and then we walked in the wall and we're like
5: no one singing. No it just singing. was. It was very it was flat. Weird, it was so wasn't it?
4: Flat. It was yeah. weird. It was weird. Yeah. But I think uh, you know, we, we do have a. And you know, I've said this before in shows on previous shows. We do have a uh, a, a role to play um, as in fans, but equally the team has to have a role to play as well, don't they? Right, you've got to get up for it. And and I think we are now. That, I mean, like you said, some of them uh, the, the attacking football that we're playing now. But the Kane the Kane finish was was incredible, and it you know. He's got it in his locker. Do you, you remember the finish that he did um, early in the season against Leicester? Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. He was kind of falling on, yeah. on, on the floor. On the floor. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> I mean, you know, the guy started break he, in the right? <laughs> did, he did, George, do you feel sorry for for Kane because songs getting headlines? Do you know why I feel a little bit sorry for for Kane is because he's one of our own and he has got his own song and you know he's one of our own. Is the song, but we seldom sing it that 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 heavily anymore. Do you know what I mean? Because. We just expect him to do what he's doing. The guy's a goat.
3: He is a goat. He's a go? I mean, that's all about goats. We know Mouta Dembele was back yesterday to watch the game. Shame he didn't come out. That's the only shame I think it would have been really nice seeing him coming at half-time. But just oh, I would to see him. Oh, wouldn't it have been great? Yeah. But, George, just on the second goal, Son embarked on a run. We're going to talk about his other one later. His shot was saved initially, but bounced up and Ali headed towards goal where Lucas poked home. After a quick VAR check, it was all fine. But I think at the time in the stadium, we wasn't too sure if it was given, if it wasn't given. But delighted to see us go 2 up, George, wasn't we?
6: Yeah, definitely. I was, it was very, very confusing moment. I was, I was going up and down, up and down, didn't know where the ball was going. And then, um, yeah, then obviously, like I said, Lucas p- poked in. And I was a bit confused why I went to VAR as well, because, I, I mean, there's so many defensive players there and I just wanted it to be over and done with VAR. That's a whole nother thing. But <laughs> no, I was, I was so happy that we managed to get an extra goal that early in the game because there's been so many times throughout this year to be honest with you where we've gone 1-0 up and we've kind of just settled for it even against like lesser teams without any offence like Burnley and it's cost us massively it's cost us so many points Um and I'm happy that we actually just went for it and got what was it I think we got three and half an hour was it? Yeah it
3: got, was three and like half that. an hour so, yep, and it's good an hour. I mean, we need
6: to, it's like the, the Crystal Palace the first half I think we need, to, we need to keep doing that at home and just start start demolishing these teams that are in they're in the lower half of the table.
3: Mm, I mean, he loves managing Lucas Moura. He also praises defensive work. He said, everyone defended well, but I can tell you, for example, that Lucas was amazing. He was amazing in the defensive process. I mean, we know he's tried to sign him previously.
5: My thing with Lucas is that I always actually think he plays so much better when he comes off the bench. Um, and I know that people always want to see him start and he does obviously contribute quite a lot. But for me, I just think that he has, he always has more of an impact when he comes on rather than starting. Um, but I'm loving the fact that um Ericsson isn't necessarily involved at the minute, and I know that's a really harsh thing to say because of his. It's service not harsh.
4: Work. I, I
6: agree. Totally agree. No, I agree. With you, no, I I'm, agree. The... I'm, I'm with you guys. <laughs> I don't think we should wear that shirt again. To be honest with you, I, I'm so
5: glad we're all in agreement. But yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's harsh because of how much he's given to us over the years. But I think it's it's actually a shame because I think that it's taken the shine off of all the things he's done for us because of the way the last kind of like six months have gone with him um, and the way that he's kind of acted similarly to Danny Rose as well and the fact that I know he's been a bit snaky at times as well but the fact that he's also come out like not that long ago and said well I'm never leaving I'm going to sit on this bench and wind down my contract if I have to mm. it just that type of an attitude it's just not what as a fan you want to see associated with your football club so the fact that Ericsson, who has clearly openly said he doesn't want to be there anymore, that is absolutely fine. If you need to be called upon and you come on the pitch, whatever, Jose brings in more as and when he seems fit. But I didn't understand personally why he kept starting if he was not if he was no longer going to be part of the bigger plan. There was no need for him to be starting. So I'm more than happy for Lucas to fill in that role. I would love to see La more. Um, or however however we say his name Um, I would love to see him more whether or not he's going to stay past his loan deal or not I still think that he's obviously someone that Potts really looked for and wanted and we've got him now so let's utilise him while he's there uh, because he was supposed to come in, in my opinion, and kind of be a replacement for Ericsson, if I'm not mistaken. So I think that we can also use that in terms of creativity. And I think you touched on the thing with Ndombele before. He's also way more creative than I thought he was as well. So I don't know whether or not he's got a, a recurring injury or whatever it is that keeps, that keeps keeping him in and, in and out of the team and in and out of the bench as well. But I'd love to see him actually be fully fit um, he
4: just and, don't look fit, does he, Yabby? He
5: well, he, look, look he looks knackered every time he's on he the ball. I just, looks like I, he's I just,
4: fall over, he? Yeah, <laughs> I think he's struggling <laughs> with the pace of the
6: Premier League a little bit, to be honest with you, because it's all, clearly a lot more physical than League One. So I don't know if yeah. that's
5: just the way he runs. My dad always says to me, I think he's pulled up, and I'm like, no, no, no. No, I think that's, that's how he runs. The way he runs. Uh,
6: that's yeah. how he, he runs. He came <laughs> on <it> like. This. <laughs> Into he came team. on in the 75th yeah. minute and he looked like he'd been running for about 2 hours. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but he's he's got we've, we've already seen like a quite a few times he's got such an ability to pick a pass forward and play and, and score as well. So I'd love to see where he fits in and I don't necessarily it's a shame for me because I actually really like Harry Winks and I know we've gone so off topic because we were talking about Lucas but I really like Harry Winks. I just don't think that Harry Winks fits in well with any of our other midfielders at the minute. One of the most defensive ones except for Dia that we've got and I don't think that that's his best role. So I don't think we're going to we're seeing the best of what he could potentially offer us until we found someone that could play alongside him, which which could make him be more attacking and not have so much of a defensive responsibility. Better
6: in a three, which we yeah. won't probably do. Yeah, because Dalyale is going to be well in his rightful position behind Kane. Um, I think wink is going to struggle.
4: Mm-hmm. The, only yeah. you do, you, the only thing you do with that is, is have Delhi coming in from. Off from off the right, do you know what I mean? You wouldn't want to move Son from the left if you're playing them free up, and but again, I don't think that's the right that's the right thing to do. I, I, it's really interesting that you, you you both agreed, or we all agreed about the kind of Winks um, Sissoko partnership because last season Sissoko got our Player of the Season. And, and I saw so much grief against Sissoko for giving that penalty away in midweek, um, w- which previously he scored the week before, and then obviously he scored another one as well. Um, but he got quite a lot of grief and maybe he was a bit of a scapegoat. But the Winks-Sissoko partnership, I think, I think since Harry Winks um, scored that 93rd-minute winner in, against Fulham, which was our last away win, which was way back in January, January. 20th or something yeah. like that, that was basically our midfield pairing. Whole season and we yeah. ended up losing thirteen games in the Premier League and you know yes we got to the everyone knows the journey that we run on in the Champions League but actually to lose that amount of Premier League games mm. it was but virtually that midfield pairing, wasn't it? Honestly, I think the issue with
6: those two is that Sissoko is effectively a right mid converted into a centre mid because that's where yeah. you Newcastle and for France and then you've got Winks who is just a very very young central midfielder who I still don't think has quite worked out what is best like is is like, Best yeah, position, like, best position I is agree so with you. When you've got like a right mid, turn centimid next to a, a very young, inexperienced centimid, it's like that. It's never going to be that solid. Which is why yes. I think we need someone like your Dyers or and yeah. someone you can have a lot more, a lot more confidence
3: with. I am wondering whether he's going to be one of the players that he could potentially you know, face an uncertain future under Mourinho. And, you know, it's very difficult because he's one of our own. I think we all are very keen to see young players progress at the club. It will be interesting long-term if Harry Winks does have a role on his Tottenham side. But I think you look at our options in midfield, because we have got so many, he's got a real good array of options to pick from. And we're sitting there saying he may even need another defensive midfielder. I think
4: that's the key problem of the entire team. Like mm. We all know that, the, you know, the midfield is the engine room of what happens in the team. Mm. Uh, and actually... if maybe we're saying that, you know, Ndombele is a bit more tacking and that's where he's been played when he's came on, under pots. But actually, maybe he is a sitter. Maybe he's a QB. He's a quarterback. He sits there, he's raised passes. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he's more that. Maybe we need to put him in there. I mean, the guy's are record signing. So once he's fit, Maybe he's just having a season, first season like Sonny did and the first season like, you know, Lucas has had, you know, to get used to the Premier League. Maybe he does need to sit and spray balls and, you know, go from uh, back to front or turn defence into attack. I think I, I really like Harry Winks as well. I, I just don't see Harry Winks as, I'm not saying you need a midfield destroyer, that big, powerful destroyer person, because obviously Winks isn't that. But Marina does like to play with one of them. So the reality Mm -hmm. is, going back to the Dyer scenario, do we play Eric Dyer and Harry Winks together? Could that be more of a partnership? But then... All them other players that you just named miss out as well. So when people say to us, oh, we've got a really, we haven't got a very big squad, I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. Maybe we've got a big squad, but maybe it's not the right level in terms of players because actually they're good, but they're not brilliant.
5: It's not that we don't have the depth. I think it's we don't have the quality and depth, which, but if you look on paper, people might say, oh, no, you're mental. Like we've actually got so many good players. But paper is a very different thing to actually in the flesh and physical, in physical. yeah because yep. a, a lot of our squad hasn't been refreshed in the last five mm. years and I know we've I know we've brought in a couple over the summer whatever but Cessignon's hardly played he's hardly had a sniff the sales hardly had a sniff and Dombele's been injured and in and out of the team and the other one's gone back to Leeds or wherever he is essentially the exact same team that we had when Poch first come in or the second season he had there it's the exact same so we're still I, th- I think that yes they are good on paper but in reality, the quality might have dipped from what it was three, four years ago. And I think that's what we have to accept. And I think a lot of people still live in the dark and a lot of things on that. Um, and it's not up front. The problem isn't up front. The problem is it's going defense, backwards. To be honest Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's working yeah. its way back. If you look at your defensive midfield, you're looking at your back four. And even if you look at your keeper, and I'm not saying Gazzaniga, but I'm saying if you look at stuff. And, so, and I know he's come and saved the day a couple of times, but he's also put us in situations. So I always think that, You can have an amazing front, but if the back ain't doing its job, then that's where your problem is. And that is where, over the last year or so, we've had so many problems, individual mistakes and errors and stuff like that. And that is what we've we've got to sort out. And I hope that, you know, Potch is gone now, whatever, we've got to move on from it. We're all sad still about it on a level. But I hope that Daniel Levy is going to give... Jose whatever money is there because there obviously is money there because he's just done a big 100%. payout of getting rid of He's 100%. just Definitely. done all that payout yep. of getting rid of him and bringing Jose in so there obviously is money to be spent and I just hope that we, I hope that he buys whoever he needs to buy in January and if he doesn't I hope we go and do something big in the summer. We've got a lot of outgoings in the summer and they're all going for free. Definitely.
6: I think January is going to be very important for us because mm. we, we didn't do it this year and we need to transition effectively a lot of the players out of the club and then bring new ones in. Because, like you said, we know that most likely Danny Rose, maybe Vatonga and Toby going in the summer if they don't re-sign, um, Ericsson leaving as well. There's no point replacing them once they've gone. I think yeah. we need to sign them, sign the defensive players that we need in January, and kind of transition them into the team so that we can really start the next season like going and with a solid defence. Um, and I think we need to start looking into that. And I, I think, I think that I reckon Levy's probably promised Mourinho a couple, just two bigger players like better like top class players rather than like a whole team yeah
5: sort of now. But we don't we're need a, We don't need a whole team. That, no, that is no. the thing. We're always no. one or two. We're always one or two away. Even when it was um, who was in charge and Redknapp, and we needed in January, we needed to kick on, and we ended up getting Saha and Ryan Nelson. We can't have a we can't have a January like that. You know, if you're gonna Ryan Nelson,
6: Matich and Fellaini incoming. Don't
3: worry, we're gonna be alright. Fellaini, Message. Oh my god!
5: You've mean, got to be committed to the cause. You know, you've Ryan. got to do something big.
3: Well, listen, talk about doing something big. After the break, we're going to talk about Humminson's solo goal. We've got another goal for Mutas Sissoko. His second in a week. Harry Kane bagging a brace in the end. And we're looking ahead to Bayern Munich. Don't you go anywhere, because we are going to be back after this very short break. We've all been there. It's Wednesday night, and the Champions League is in full swing. A player you've never heard of picks up the ball on the halfway line. He goes past one, goes past another. And then all of a sudden, he's on the edge of the box. He doesn't look up, but he curls a beauty into the top right-hand corner. He's the next big thing coming to Spurs. You sure of it? Well, now you can make a bit of cash on your prediction too. Football Index is the stock market for buying shares in footballers and the only football stock market available. They can even win payouts when they score an assist and when they perform in the media. Remember... This is an investment and a sure way of making profit, similar to what yeah. Harry Winks and Oliver Skipp were when they were promoted to the Tottenham Hotspur first team. So go to www.footballindex.co.uk or download this app. Use the code SPURS on sign-up to get the £500 money-back guarantee. Start trading in something you love today with Football Index. Terms and conditions apply, 18+, and please gamble responsibly at begamblerware.org. Thank you for your support, as always. Taking us into the break, we've got Anna from Spurs XY discussing another win for the Spurs women. Winner, winner, turkey dinner,
0: Aldi have once again beaten Lidl, Iceland, Tesco, and in fact all the big supermarkets to be Good Housekeeping's best value Christmas basket. So if you're entertaining this year, you know where to go to put on an amazing show. Aldi, every day amazing.
1: For verification, visit aldi.co.uk forward slash GHI. Hello everyone, I'm Anna from Spurs XY and welcome back to the Spurs Women segment here on The Last Word on Spurs. Apologies, it's been a while, I've been fairly busy and I haven't been able to make it to some games. We've also mainly played away, but I'll touch on that shortly. Quickly, let's just round up today's game. We won 1-0 at home, back to winning ways in the Barclays WSL against Brighton and Hove Albion. It wasn't the most exciting games, I unfortunately couldn't make it, but the reports from the game seem to suggest that the first half was fairly uneventful. We went into the break nil now. And then Ashley Neville found the back of the net, or some people say that it might be credited as an own goal. Either way, we found the breakthrough, and we took and we stayed fighting with that lead, and we got the three points in the end and the clean sheet as well, which was great. It was much needed because I said, as I said, previous results haven't gone too well for us. So we played midweek against Brighton and uh, Brighton, sorry Birmingham, and we drew away. Uh, before that. Obviously, last time I spoke to you would have been the North London derby, which we lost 2-0. Then after that, we played away at Chelsea in the Continental Tires Cup. We lost 5-1. Then we played against Everton away and we lost 3-1. That was all in a week. So that didn't help our morale at all, unfortunately. But now we're back to winning ways and we can look forward to two more games for the remainder of this calendar year. Uh, Continental League Cup game against Luz and a Barclays FAWSL WSL. Um, match away at Reading, both next week, one's on Wednesday the 11th of December and the other one Sunday the 15th of December. So that's how the end of this year is shaping up for the ladies. Um, As I said, the game was pretty uneventful, so there's not much really to talk about. So I hope you enjoy this little roundup and I'm sure I'll speak to you next time. Come on you, Spurs. Hello
3: and welcome back to The Last Word on Spurs. It's time to talk Sonny, and George, let's bring his goal into play, because it was 12 seconds from one box to the other, 12 seconds to turn win into a thrashing, 12 seconds to steal the headlines from Harry Kane, and 12 seconds to prove that he is truly one of the biggest superstars in the world. Take a bow, Hoon Min Son. That goal, George, just gets better and better every time you see it, doesn't it?
6: It was absolutely stunning. Like I, I couldn't believe it when he was going on the run. I was like, was surrounded by like five Bernie players, like twice I think. And then I was, I was like, yeah, he's gonna get tackled now. He's gonna get tackled now. or he's gonna pass it? And then somehow just kept on going, kept on going, and just uh, yeah, finished it in the end. And I, I personally think it's gonna be goal of the season, obviously unless something else spectacular happens later on in the season. But definitely, I think goal of the season for Spurs, which is. Weird to say because we had two stunners from Kane as well in the same game. But no, nah, it, Sonny's one of those guys that you feel like you couldn't love anymore. And then he just goes and does something like that on, on, on a game day. And he's just proving how important he is to our side and how much I think he means to a lot of Spurs fans in the club in general, to be honest.
3: Mm, and oh,
6: what a beauty. What a beauty. Yeah.
3: It's funny. I think that probably is for me. Probably the best goal I've seen live, uh, as in goal, definitely kind of goal of the season contender being at Spurs. I think
6: it's definitely up there. Yeah, definitely. I mean,
3: Lee, where does it rank for you in terms of watching Spurs goals
4: live scored? Where is it in your ranking? I mean, it's up there. It's, it's probably number two because my number one is the Harry Kane uh, goal. Awesome. The Arsenal yes, game, because yep. I mean, it was right in my face. If there was no net on that goal, <laughs> that would have hit me square in the face. That ball was right down my throat. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was an amazing goal. And what's really interesting, this is what I love about, you know, players and sport and elite level, you know, whatever. I love it. Is I don't know how many minutes it was before, but previous to that um, Sonny goal, Deli Ali was in and he should have, he should have put it, he, I think he was going to have a shot himself and then he just looked, saw Sonny coming in and he should have, he went to pass it, Jatowski got back and Son went mental because he didn't get the ball and he was like, ah, oh, you know, like he should have passed me and then ultimately he goes and scores that goal. Um, I think, I think I can, I mean, I, I've probably watched it back now 20 times, I don't know, quite a few times. There's at least seven players that he's kind of in and around him. And what was the other thing that was brilliant about the goal is Lucas Moore, who we all know has got pace to burn. He couldn't even keep up with Sonny. And he didn't have the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I think Son's pace is so underrated by oh, so many people. It has, he is yeah. Yeah. Rapid. <laughs> fast was he? It's ridiculous. He is and when you're so running good. at that pace with that ball and you're thinking, you know, everything he's touching, you could see the determination that he's his, his lungs must have been busting out because he started what a, a yard within our own 18 yard box and just ran yeah, basically yeah. full length for the pitch, didn't he? It's unbelievable, yeah. look, unbelievable,
5: unbelievable. And to be fair, after he scored, he actually looked knackered, he needed a second to save his breath. Like, it was
4: <laughs> when, when they were celebrating, he needed to like take <laughs> yeah. some air in, didn't he? It have was, it was
5: spectacular, it really was. <laughs> it really was. And the fact that he scored that and he's all and he scored one against Chelsea last year, it was. And it was even unbelievable then. And it wasn't even half as near as it was this time. It's just amazing that he has got that in his locker. And it's not like, even when Harry Kane has been out of the team, I feel like everyone's like, oh my God, like we're going to struggle. And we actually have never struggled that much when he's been out of the team because Son has always stepped up or someone has always stepped out, even Lorente last year. So it's so good that you've got someone in Son or in Delhi or in Lucas that you know that you will always have. A goal somewhere, and someone with that amazing burst sure. of pace that can do that. And that, I mean, literally, they all looked like they were shitting themselves yesterday. As he was like running towards, and they didn't even try. They didn't even really no. try and put a fit. They're like, no, 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 I'm just going to let you go. Let you go. Really, <laughs> I and don't yeah,
6: know wait, what wait, I would wait. do if someone's running
4: at me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, just Rick, you must have a stat. I mean, Sonny loves uh, the new White Hart the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, or whatever we're calling it. He, he loves our new home ground. Well, you know, I
3: have a stat. stat Lee, of course, I got a stat. He's been directly involved you. in 15 <laughs> goals, <laughs> nine goals, six assists in his 15 appearances at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in all competitions, more than any other player. And after the game, Jose Mourinho, Lee, got to pick you up on these comments here. He says, even before the goal, my son calls him Sanado after Ronaldo, Luis Nazario. The only thing that comes to mind is the goal when I had the honour of being. Next to Sir Bobby in nineteen ninety six when Ronaldo scored. My experience with him is fantastic. Yesterday I met both his parents and I understand where it comes from. The kid is so fantastic. I am so happy. I mean, it seems like a joy Special to money. manage, Lee, doesn't it? it? Seems like a joy to
4: manage. I think he—he—he he, he sounds like it, yeah, for sure. He's got a smile on. So it's what come back to having haircuts and having smiles on your face. You know? so he's always got a smile on his face, and it bloody works, right? You know, he's going to get I my hair cut before every he, game now. He, <laughs> he saying, well, well, we'll we'll go down at the same time. We'll go together. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. That's it. We're we'll going there. The, look, the point being is, right? He, he plays with a smile on his face. He enjoys his football. He's energetic. He was enthusiastic. I mean, he was very, very upset when you know with the challenge um, on Gomez with Everton, and that was all very well publicise and stuff and so on and so forth people forget last year you know if, if I hadn't won that tournament South Korea won that tournament he, he wouldn't be playing for us now he'd yeah. be doing be, be yeah. military service you know compulsory military service what a guy did last season not just for our club, but also for his, um, you know, his country, the the nation. Obviously, Jace, uh, um, you know, knows Asian football really, really well, and you know, he's, he's lauded out there. Like, like, like you guys said, George, like you said earlier about, you know, he's like, he's like there Ronaldo, he's like there Messi, and and he's ours. Like, he plays for our club. That's amazing. You know, Rick, you said about going into, you know, the um, the Spurs store beforehand, and you know, people getting song oh, like, so crazy, yeah. song crazy. it's it's song mania isn't it song mania mania. I, I fancy it
5: but we all said we all, we all said we'd seen that video, that um, th- that video of um, the the girl who spends half her salary on going to see him. Like that Incredible. is just unbelievable. Yeah. Like, the level that he's at, and I don't even think most people even realise no. he's so. Even though he's rated, he's actually so underrated to how good he is and how much he's like respected. And he's like the David Beckham, Ronaldo of Asia, which 100% is just insane. What Spot on, What
6: he brings to the club is like absolutely is unparalleled. Not even just with the football; it's just. Like, everything the shirt sells the money the just the exposure in Asia in general like, he's just it, it, it's I think he's probably the most important player in our club right now And more, more
3: than Kane for you George Do
6: you reckon, reckon I, think, I think he's it's very close because it's, it's a tough one because Kane's one of our own right mm. like we yeah. Want, yeah. he's always gonna be like he's, uh, he's between the two of them but I think just for the club and as a business what Sun brings for us is, is unreal but-
3: it's, it's just See, I've always thought for me that George that link back to the managerial appointment of bringing in someone like Jose Mourinho, a man that's managed top players, won trophies, had to command the respect of that dressing room. It's by no means a freak here that you're seeing Kane playing better, Ali, Son, Mora. I mean, everyone just seems absolutely galvanised by this new man. And just on back onto Son for a second, George. Apart from the goal, he was a constant pest at Burnley, wasn't he? He provided the assist yeah. for Kane, then set up to Saka into the post in that first half. His he was his first shot was saved and sparked the scramble for Luke his goal. He finally got the goal he deserved with a wonderful run from the edge of his own penalty area before starting home. I and mean, to be fair, George, he was so involved in the game in general and in the second half towards the end of it, he was absolutely knackered.
6: You no, know, He was tormenting the defence the whole game and you can actually see it like from the get-go. Like like he was like, There's attack after attack after attack on there. I think they're right back and their right centre-back and you could just tell he's going to have a good game. When he starts like that, you know he's going to have a good game. So I'm, I'm happy for him and I just wanted to keep him up every week. Yeah,
3: 100%. And Deli Alli, another player that we've discussed heavily on this show since Mourinho's appointment that has really been inspiring. I mean, the last two or three weeks, we have gone back to the old Deli Alli. I mean, for you, Abby, you Love know, him. some crazy stats out there. He's been directly involved in four goals, three assists in just the five games since Mourinho has taken charge, over twice as many as he registered under Maurizio Pochettino this season. As he just moved him, is that just a simple change by moving forward just behind Kane? Is that what's seen this spark? In Delhi.
5: Well, I think firstly playing him in the position that he actually likes to play in um, helps. I think that his preferred position is always just behind Kane, and, um, and and that is where you see Delhi play his best football. And I think that we've seen him go further and further back, um, and he can do a defensive job, but I don't think he really enjoys doing it. Um, so of course, you know, he's he, he's got a bit of a new lease of life, and that goal he scored against United, the skill was just. Outrageous. Mm. It was a thing of beauty. And, like, I don't think that was seen. Deli at his best for a very very long time not even statistically just even how he runs and things like that and people have really uh, got on the, the
4: Palace goal you remember the Palace goal yeah you yeah
5: yeah do you know what was kind of like that wasn't like it. it that was unreal so, yes yeah, that, that, that was, on my, it was on my birthday I'll never forget that goal because it was on my birthday and I thought what a fucking present that was unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> that was Deli. unbelievable but do you know what it's, it was true the last couple of seasons we've just seen him go slowly 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 declining and whether or not it's the hamstring thing and this and that and anything off, off, off field because of it's happened with England as well, but he's got, he's, he's got so many years ahead of him. He's still so young. That's and I think that a, we've, yeah. we've forgotten that, you know, kind of thing. And we said, oh, he's finished, he's passed it. And people really on his case. But I think cause he'd had such an amazing start to his career that there was so much expected of him that everyone kind of, it kind of like stalled a little bit, you know, similarly to like, um, uh, to give an example, like Aaron Lennon had so much potential. I was sitting and talking to the guy next to me yesterday when he came on the pitch, and we said he never really got to that next level where everyone thought he would go. And I think that people kind of were starting to think that might be like Delhi, but with Jose coming in, he's got so much potential to be at that level where you know Madrid and all those other clubs wanted him a couple seasons ago. And um, if he continues to have this resurgence under Jose, there's no reason why he couldn't again be one of our most important players. That last season at the Lane, he was next next to Kane he was unbelievable like he yeah, was, was contributing he was assisting and it just shows you the last few games when someone's gone in and obviously had a word with him and that comment that um Jose made about saying are you Deli or are you Deli's brother you know obviously I think Deli likes it if you wind him up a bit I think it gives him a little bit of like a hunger for the for the game or something um and to have that edge and I think that if he genuinely can continue in the way he's going, and there's no reason why he couldn't, and we even said it, it seemed like he had a quiet game yesterday, but he still got two assists. So it, it's really all for him to. It's all there for him to become the player that he he was, and even better than that, really, which is what he said himself.
6: Mm. No, I, I, said, I said this when when we when we got Mourinho. I think that's the best thing that's ever happened to Delhi's career, because what I think is that Daily, I think he had a period where everyone was calling him a very immature footballer. And he needed to mature a bit. And then I feel like his performance almost dipped at the same time. But I feel like Marino is the kind of manager that's kind of teaching him to be a bit of a bastard again. And like telling him to, like, <laughs> mm. you
4: play how you play. And totally agree. You were yeah. two years a bit, ago. A bit, a yeah. bit of nastiness in it. No, yeah, angel, exactly. Yeah. Like, that remember was when he was at his best. We, yeah, for sure. And it's, it's come back to the point, Rick, you made earlier with Kane. Yeah, that was the first book in, uh, I think he got booked against West Ham. And he looked a bit more Diego Costa-like, what I yep. think you said earlier. That's right. Yeah. It was the first time this season he'd he got booked because he'd put, been putting himself about a little bit more and so on and so forth. A bit nasty in his back, and for sure, you know, Delhi's got the same thing. Do you remember when Wayne Mooney come on the scene and he was a bit yeah a bit hot-headed? He'd get sent off, and people were saying, oh, you know, you've got to take that out of his game and he sat in the other. And then his form dropped, mm. and then as soon as he gets it back, he get that bit of nastiness back, like what you're saying, George, with Delhi. And all of a sudden, he's you know the the stats are there for everyone to. I think he's always had the talent. There's absolutely yeah. no doubt about that. I mean, you watch the guy live like we all do, he yeah. is amazing. And, and I say anyone listening to the pod, and I say this all the time, but anyone listening to the pod, when you watch him live, just just watch him, like off the ball. Don't worry about where the ball is, just watch Delhi and you will have a different view on him. You know, because some people will be like, oh, he does too many flicks and tricks and this, that, and the other. But if he don't do flicks and tricks, for example, we don't score that goal that we scored against West Ham yep. because he just know. lets it go out of play. You know what I mean? It's like, it's
6: that's the things that people make cry bad. about not having the flair. And then as soon as it's gone or like whatever, then they complain about wanting it back again. And it's like, there's no win with that kind of play. And then I, I just think we have the perfect combination of forwards when you've got yeah. Sun, Ain, Delhi, and even like Luke. Well, before it obviously was Ericsson creating the assist, but now you've got Lucas in a slightly different, slightly different system. And it's just even if we consider the fact that we might get bail. Oh my god. <laughs> could like you imagine, it? imagine that go. front door. That would be ridiculous.
5: I don't I don't think that I don't think that'll happen. I mean that would literally oh, yeah. if, he, if if Daniel Levy could end up doing a swap deal for Ericsson and getting bail out Could of it, you imagine that? that? Would-
3: That'll be flavour. Oh I'll, my I'll, god. I'll
5: publicly <laughs> apologise for everything I I've said about
4: Daniel. I prefer to speak. I prefer <laughs> to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone into some sort of dream world there. I mean literally, if Bao come back to his football club, I, I I think we'd I think we're gonna win Sank anyway. I don't want to take it for granted, but I think, think we will. But you know, if you're a player and you're walking in the dressing room and you've got Jose Mourinho standing there, and he just flicks out a big long scroll, right? imagine this—he's in the dressing room, <laughs> he flicks out a long scroll. Everything he's won, he says, do you yeah. what, boys, do you fancy some of that." Exactly. He's <laughs> like, "I've it's won so the Premier League three times." Uh, yeah. what, else, what? You
6: want to have, have one? Uh, yeah, come to Spurs, we win it next year.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We've got to go back to Ali in just a second because Ali again—it was his tackle that made Harry Kane's second goal. And George, yeah. he, he picked up a loose ball from Kane from. From Delhi's tackle, we cut inside, smashed it past Pope, just what Spurs needed to begin the second half really well after. Recent second half displays where, let's be honest about it, we kind of always used to come out maybe not looking to kill the game off, but my God, did we do that. Kane's 25th goal of the campaign for both club and country in just 26 appearances. He's on fire, isn't he, George? He really is in front of goal at the moment.
6: Best striker in the world. That's all he needs to say. Best mm. striker in the world. Yeah,
3: I don't and think we you that. Yeah. We need to hold on to him.
6: That's what we need to do. Yeah, <laughs> we really It's the main thing. But we've been saying that for the past three years and we've still got him. And now, we, now with the kind of manager stadium, all this put in place, if we could win the FA Cup this year, say, and prove that, oh, okay, we can actually win a trophy, then keep him for the summer, really go at it next year and. He, I, I reckon he wants to win trophies at spurs of course 100 um, percent agree yeah if we if we don't get it he will go because yeah. he deserves the trophies he's that kind of caliber of player that he almost needs it for his career but i think he would want to do it at spurs and i think mourinho and the play some of the players that we have and potential ones coming in we definitely have the ability to do that and i'm, I'm, I'm
4: excited for next year the next season <laughs> Just, just to add to that, I mean, you, you're talking about if you know if we don't win, tank, you might go off or whatever. But I, I, I don't know if we don't win, tank, with Jose Mourinho managing his football club then I don't know where we go from there. Oh, that's what I keep saying, Lee. Where, <laughs> do, you, where do you go from Jose Mourinho, the world's most
3: successful manager? Look at that trophy cabinet of, of his own CV. That is one. If you can't win it under him, then God, I don't know where this football club goes. We've got the most successful manager. We've got the best stadium in the world. We've got the best training ground in so the world. We've, we've got some of the best players in the world. It's all set up, isn't it? It's all set up for Tottenham totally to be successful.
4: Totally yep. set up. The only thing that is missing is, yeah, you know, you can say the trophy's missing, but the only thing, in my opinion, that is missing is loads of haircuts. No, 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 (laughs) the 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 only thing that is missing is belief no one, none of this us. This is the man to inject pod. it, Lee. This is
3: the man to inject it, though, isn't it?
4: Totally, 100%. Yeah. No one on this pod can sit there and put your hand on your heart and tell me that when we woke up on June the 1st, you thought we were going to be European champions. You know, yeah. There was doubt in your mind. There's doubt in 60,000 fans every week at, at Spurs. There's doubt on the, every Twitter and radio shows. There's doubt. Pundits just caning us because we're not good enough to see, you know, the mentality. This is it. Potch is a Amazing. I loved the guy, but we couldn't get over the line. Mate, this is the guy that has to get us over the line. Doesn't he, Rick? Doesn't he, he has, he he has he
3: to, got to get us Definitely. over the line. I mean, if he can't do it, as you said, I don't do, know who do you does agree? it. Do,
4: do you agree though,
3: without like the, the belief thing? Like, well, listen, it you know, has got Sissoko to scoring. A, he's got Sissoko scoring you know I mean? twice Amazing. in a Amazing. week in successive home games. We've got to talk about Sissoko for a second. Give him some love. Abby. can you believe what we're, what we're reading here or talking about? Sissoko scoring twice in a week. We're watching him do it. What's going on?
5: Honestly, the fact that he could, have had a third, he could have had a third and hit the post yesterday was ridiculous. I mean, I'm no secret to the fact that I was never, ever a fan of Sissoko. And obviously, I'm eating my words now because <laughs> I actually think that he's, the, the way he's developed in the last year or so, a year and a half, has been amazing. And credit to him because he really did get a lot of stick from a lot, a lot of fans. Um, but the fact that it's been a week and we've seen two goals... I I just can't believe it. He's playing in this... It's weird. He's, like, making runs. He's going forward. And he's actually hit the target twice, almost three times. And I I just can't believe it. I mean, once was enough. and Now, it's just... Now you're going to expect it every week.
3: Well, George, just on that every week. I mean, George, all he needs now is just another 263 goals to overtake Jimmy Greaves' record as (laughs) all-time Tottenham scorer. What do you reckon, George? Any chances? Yeah,
4: definitely doable. Definitely, definitely. If he
3: gets enough haircuts, <laughs> then maybe. <you> know, <laughs> the haircuts, baby. Not a, a cut off there, but I mean, Lee, you must, no, be, de- you must be delighted, Lee, the way this guy's form's upturned. I think there was a concern when he didn't get into that West Ham team that maybe we just question whether Sissoko would be a Mourinho-type player. But, you know, when you look right. at it, he's scored as many goals in five games under Mourinho than he ever did in 140 under Maurizio Progettino. It's definitely against Sissoko. He's adjusted his position and he's looking fearless going forward, isn't he, Sissoko?
4: For sure. I mean, I don't think... you know His natural game isn't to finish. He's not a natural finisher, is he? He's not going to go and score your 15 goals a season type midfielder. But he has got that power and pace and that ability to, I, do, I suppose, do lung-busting runs and all that sort of stuff and cover. So, for me, I thought he was... A bit of a Mourinho type player because he likes that in his in his size, you know, like that that, that. You, you mentioned earlier about Lucas, you know, that work rate. I, I've always worried about Lucas's work rate. Abs, you were talking earlier about him coming off the bench making an impact. I think one of the reasons why he doesn't uh, doesn't make huge impacts when he starts is because of his work rate. Yet mm. Mourinho's praising that work rate, so so maybe that's behind the scenes they're working on that. I think it's the reverse with Sissoko. What what Sissoko has always worked hard, isn't he? He's always put, and maybe that's where you know he became a bit more of a fan. Favorite, you know, with, with, this, with the chant and whatever, because he, we could see that he was putting in so much effort to yeah. uh, to turn around his bad form. Now he's adding goals to it. Who knows where he can go? Do you know what I mean? But you know, I, th- I think, as a fan. Goal.
5: I think as a fan, all you ever want to see is that there is someone, someone that is putting on the shirt and giving absolutely everything for your club and the 100%. club that you love. And yeah, I think definitely. that I, th- I think that's where people have always been won over by certain people that you know they might not have been the best player; they know they're not the greatest in the world. Stephen point. I mean, exactly, exactly. But they give everything; they put one hundred ten percent effort in. And the second you stop giving for that badge, is the second they'll turn against you, and that is. Just part and parcel of loving uh, the I club. Exactly. Uh, that is part and parcel of loving the club, and
4: that that's it. And credit credit to you, Rick. You've said this a few times now on, on on the shows that we've been doing and stuff. Is that Mourinho will 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 be ruthless enough to, regardless if you're putting on the shirt and it's all very nice and whatever, he will be ruthless to drop that player and bring somebody else in if they're not good enough. 100%. So, so you know, yep. and 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 you've said that a few times, didn't you, Rick? So I think that's that's the winning mentality that maybe. Is um, sounds a bit horrible to you know the likes of Winks because he's one of our own, or so because of what he's turned around. But if he ain't good enough, you ain't. Gonna get him a Mourinho team because I'm here to win something.
3: Well, I think that's the key. I don't think you're gonna see any player stop Mourinho from getting success at Tottenham. And if you're not good enough, you aren't gonna get in the team. And I think the difference is that these players for four or five years. Listen, we all wanted Maurizio to get this team over the line. We were all desperate for this for that man to get this club and to get these players the trophies. But when you look at it, I think that he became so close to the players, he ended up becoming more of a friend than towards the end a coach. And that's no disrespect to him because the way he developed players, there's no really. doubt about that But Mourinho, for me, he will get every ounce of guts, you know, character out of these players to get over the line. And believe me, if he feels those players can't do it, then he will go out and get the ones that can. And that's where Daniel Levy will be very interested to see in January and the summer what he very does much. do, because there's definitely going to be a need to bring players in. There's going to be need to take players out of the football club. So time will tell. But what was lovely touch we did see towards the end of that game? Is that? Everyone, I think, was concerned about Mourinho and giving you for chance. Well, you look at those substitutions. 75th minute, Ryan Cesion came on. 80th minute, Oliver Skip came on. 85th minute, 17-year-old Troy Parrott subbed on. And people say Mourinho doesn't develop young players, but I know it was 5-0. It was a nice touch to see some of these players giving the chance. And Lee, you're a man. Your company's raw talent. You want to see that raw talent. And for he sure. put it onto the field.
4: No, he did. And, you know, and there's, there's probably no one I high, uh, I hold in higher regard than Mauricio Porcino for bringing on young players. His record there speaks for itself. And I think he's paved that way. And I think Marino was very respectful when he first came into the, jo- the club. And a journalist asked him one of his first presses and said, to, oh, we you play the young players and he said, look, you know, it's not not developing them in the past. It's, I've walked in here and I've got it already developed for me, if you know what I mean. So it's, you know, yeah. it's a really good setup for me to, to look at. So you look at the Troy Parrots, you look at the, uh, hopefully, KWPs as well, because, you know, he's one of our own. You look at Skips, Sessignons. Um, I think they will play against Bayern. What an unbelievable opportunity was, for them! Yeah, I think it's a fantastic opportunity for them to do that. Mourinho will say, "Go, go and play. Give, give the other senior players, if you like, a you know a, a day off, get rest and recovery, and uh, and get the others, um, the, the, the youngsters, some more experience." And, and it is fantastic to see that. But let's not put too much pressure on them. We just talked about Deli Ali there, and uh, how much uh, how much he's had to kind of absorb, and how much his life has had to change um, because of his rise. I mean, choice. Seventeen. So, you know, let's let's be honest about it. I mean, I, I don't even think I could wash beyond my ears when I was seventeen. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but he's already played internationally for Ireland as well now, which is That's it. crazy to
3: think. What was a lovely touch, George, at the final whistle was Muno son for the match ball as he walked over and handed it mm-hmm. to Troy Parrott, who had a word in the teenager's ear. I mean, it was the ball that presumably will mark his Premier League debut and hopefully the first of many appearances in a Spurs shirt for the Premier League.
6: Oh. Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd love, like I said, I'd love to see him play. Oh, because in pre-season he looked. I think. Uh, well, I take everything in pre-season with a pinch of salt, but yeah. he managed to hold his own against Juve, which I was like really surprised with,
4: and even got. Hang on, hang shot, on. Shot, sorry, I'm going to you there, George. We, we yeah. won the Audi Cup. You know what I mean. Like, you know,
6: that is, that's big. That's <laughs> with Soko's captain haircuts. as well, you know. So. No, <laughs> ne- never forget, forget that. Summer. Yeah,
5: never, <laughs> never forget that we've won something this season. All right, yeah, exactly, we've won exactly. something.
6: <laughs> first of many hopefully <laughs> big but future no, George that's definitely, definitely I want to see more of him
3: mm, of I mean Abby it was a lovely touch from Mourinho again a lot of the fact you look at the case of you know Seton Young 19 years old Skip 19 Troy Parrott 17 you know this is a Tottenham way isn't it we want to see young players come through do we trust Mourinho long term to be able to do that at Tottenham and achieve success at the same time I think that's the key here can he do both at Tottenham is that possible do you think
5: Absolutely. I mean, the fans love it when you've got one of your own on the pitch. And I think that the best part about us is that and what Poch actually instilled while he was there was that you can bring the youth through and still have experienced players around that and make them into their own whilst learning their like, whilst learning their trade at the same time. And um, I'm really excited. I mean, I'm going to Munich. don't know who else is going, but I'm going and I'm actually quite excited to see players that you wouldn't usually see and like Tanganga and Parrot, and um, I'm sure we'll see Skip more. I'm really, really excited to see players that you wouldn't usually see and who'll get given a chance. And it's kind of one of those things that, you know, we've, we've got kind of an ageing team at the back. Let's see how good Tanganga is. Let's see if there's any idea of that he could potentially come in and start I don't know whether or not he's training with the first team now or not or on occasion but it's really good to see whether or not any of them have got you know the talent to come through just like Kane did just like Winks has um and that Troy Parrott is so highly regarded at such a young age that you would have to think there obviously is something there that people are seeing in him um, so there's there's absolutely no reason why even though he hasn't done it in the past Jose that t- to rely on youth and bring them through there's no reason why he couldn't now and um, our academy seems to be quite good by by the sounds of things so I'm all for it
3: mm. No I 100% agree and just on that what you mentioned there Abby, Mourinho has confirmed over to you Jules that Seti Young, Parrott, Skip and Walker Peters are all set to feature or even start against Bayern Munich he said it's very important for the players very important for me to know them better I mean it's a perfect opportunity it is a dead rubber would you like to see all those players start the game
6: yeah I definitely think so I think to be honest the more important thing what I think he said in his press conference last week is that he wanted to he wanted the time during the week to work with the main first teamers on working on the fence which is probably why they're not traveling but I mean what an opportunity it is for like such young players to be able to play at the Allianz in the Champions League and almost like prove a point to see how good they really are and give them that chance, maybe in the Premier League against um, some other teams like we saw against Burnley. So I think it's a perfect opportunity to showcase this goal on a European level um, or even the world level. I'm excited to see it and I'd lo- like to see probably Sessegnon, Parrot and yeah, I think Tangango will be another one I'm interested to in. see. Mm,
3: I mean, we have had confirmation. Lee also Mourinho did confirm after the game at the weekend that Harry Kane won't feature.
4: Are you pleased to see Harry get a break? Yes and no, it's such a difficult one. I mean, I suppose from a fan, you you want to see your best players on the pitch and so on and so forth. But I am really excited, like like the guys just said, to to, to see the the uh, the youngsters coming through. Um, and also from my fan's perspective, I'm happy for Harry to get a break because I, I want him to, uh, uh, to 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 rock up at Wolves and bang a hat trick. <laughs> so um, you know, if it, and if he gets a if he gets a week off, then um, or, or he doesn't play midweek, or then maybe he's a bit more fresher for that. So I look at that. I look at it from his perspective and he's just become the fastest uh, guy in Champions League history to hit 20 goals, uh, beating some ridiculous names to do that. So as a player, he's probably disappointed that he's not going to go and play against Bayern Munich. Do you know what I mean? So there's always two sides to the story on that. But I suppose from a fan perspective, yeah fantastic I have a little break it goes back to what we always say about the internationals um, you know we want these players to become amazing you know the first reference point we talked about Troy is oh you know he's already played for Republic of Ireland and you know Harry Wink he's he's playing internationally yet when Delhi got dropped for England we're kind of going as a result because he's, you know he's he's getting to more uh, game time back at the lodge and uh, practice time and rest or whatever it might be so it's always a double edged sword you know from a player's perspective they want to play every week don't they? they want to play every game don't they
3: they do, but I think with Kane also, if you're going to give him a break, it's the perfect time to give him a break. And again, that in reality, it can't change yeah, our progression in the sure, competition.
6: Sure. They're they're struggling in the Bundesliga at the moment. I think they're currently sitting in sixth, so I think they're going to probably put a weaker side out so that they can
3: focus on their on their league position. Let's get the bi minute predictions. Abs, we're going to start with you. What are you going to go for as a prediction? Oh,
5: uh, oh, I mean, I don't really know. How can you call it? Because I'm assuming we're both going to put
3: kids out, aren't we? Young so, team, um, fearless. You're there. What you
5: thinking?
3: Oh, I don't know. Let's go like... T- let's go like... T- well, let's go 2-2. 2-2. OK, 2-2. Like Abby, so us up with a score draw. Yeah. George, what are you going for?
6: I'm going to go for a mental 4-4. 4-4? <laughs> <laughs>
3: God. I
6: yes, have absolutely no idea what players are going to be out there. I'm hoping that the with the Troy Parrott gets a hat-trick, but then the defence might be a bit shaky or something. I don't know. It's... Uh,
3: impossible to call so
6: I'm just going to go go out on. there with a high scoring game
3: Tanganga's first game is set at back and he under Mourinho he concedes four that's going to look good, is not it? <laughs> Lee, what, <laughs> are you, what? what are you giving
4: us? <laughs> that's it. That's it. Sure, again, I, I'm, like, I'm like everyone else. I don't really know. I was going to say 2 2 before Ab said it, so uh, I'll stick with that. I, I think a 2 2. 2 two. Who's, I mean, 2. who's
5: going, by the way? Did you say you're going, George? Oh uh,
4: Yeah, I'm going. I'm out there.
5: I'm out there. All right. I'll see you Wednesday. I, see
4: I'm you in there. Germany, but I'm in Frankfurt, so I ain't going to make it. I'm working over there, so uh, i ain't going to be able to make it across, actually. It's a bit of a bummer. And I'm in Thursday for Love
3: Sports. So there you go, there you go. But listen, <laughs> That's it, mate. That's it. What
4: do you think, Rick? What's your prediction? I'm going for two-two.
3: I do see it being a score oh, draw. Everyone, everyone's
4: got. We three of us have gone for two-two.
6: Two-two. George's
4: gone for four. <laughs> 2 going. No, it's all right. There has to
3: be someone going like that. I'll take one. <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for five, 5 little Brian. Yeah. just... Oh okay, my God! George, uh, but, don't sure. ruin the show like
4: that. <laughs> don't
3: do that. Listen, George. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. It's been a pleasure having you, Jules, Where can everyone find your Spurs content?
6: Oh, all over YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, George Achillea, Just see all kind of Spurs, vlogs,
3: videos, everything. There you go. Abs, anything to plug? Uh no, nothing to plug.
5: What about it's this myself. blog? What about this
3: blog? We've got this blog, haven't we? This Spurs blog. Yeah, we
5: we're we're getting it going. We've had to take a little bit of a pause for um because I've got too much work on at actual work. Um but we will be <laughs> up and running again in the new year. So I'll be um, next time i on I'll be plugging it.
3: Yeah first. Uh, <laughs> that Spurs blog's coming Lee. Thank you as always. Always been a pleasure.
4: Always, son. Don't need to plug me at Lee McQueens. You get what I'm saying? And what I would say, (laughs) leave everyone with this. If you ever want to feel better about yourself, go get a haircut. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Trims all the way. Well, listen, we are back on
3: Patreon Tuesday night. We're coming for a special show to discuss Bayern Munich and some of the youngsters we could see on show with John from the White Rose. And we're also back for this coming Thursday on Love Sport. Enjoy the show. And as always, come on, you Spurs.
2: Podcast Network.